0: And he's standing there with his twelve apostles. I got a question for you. Look this way, please. What's wrong with Jesus? What's wrong with Jesus? Everybody's leaving. What's wrong with Jesus here? He's a preacher, are you just trying to be funny? There ain't nothing wrong with Jesus. Can I ask you a question? When people leave a church, why do we always ask, "What's wrong with the church"? Why do we ask that? I'm just asking you the question tonight: What's wrong with the church? Have you ever thought there might not be nothing wrong with the church? Might be something wrong with the crowd, the left, and then. <laughs> I just don't understand Jesus whatsoever here. He just absolutely he didn't. Apparently, he didn't go to the seminary and learn how to build a church. Somewhere along the line, he didn't get. He didn't learn what he needed to learn. Because I'm going to tell you, the next question he asked is is the title of the message here tonight? Everybody has walked away. And he looks to that faithful crowd, much like this faithful crowd that's here tonight. Then Jesus, unto the twelve, here's the title of the message, Will you also go away? I just don't understand this. He don't understand that everybody's done walked away. Now he looks to the twelve, to the faithful bunch he's got, and he said, hey, boys, you leaving too? Are you leaving too? Hey, will you go away also? Hey, will you go away also? That's the question he asked. And I was thinking and reading this and actually... Just got so, about, about a month ago, actually about two months ago, sat down and just pinned this message down because I, I just couldn't fathom. I, I, am I'm a Baptist preacher. I've been in church and all my life and I, I pastored now, uh, 24 years and man, you don't read this in no manual. Hey. <laughs> they all leave and, he looks to the handful he's got with him and said, Will you also go away? Does he not care? What's wrong with Jesus? I'm amazed at the negativity of people that's always looking at what's wrong with the church. The negative, pessimistic thinking Jesus was not neg- negative nor pessimistic. He just wanted to know who wasn't going away. <laughs> That's it. You say, why do you say that? Because the, me- the, the, the question was not for him to get an answer. He already knew who was going to go away. He already knew who would believe and who wouldn't. The Bible says he did. So tonight can I ask you a question? I've asked myself this question over the last few weeks and months. We've we've had our let's pray. We ain't prayed yet, have we? Did we pray, Lord God, Amen? Perhaps the message tonight would be more of me answering the question in my own heart. We have had our share of folks to leave. Some of their own accord, and some where God saw fit for whatever reason to take them. Some of them I have felt as being right. Some of them I was very certain was wrong. But I've learned something now through the years, and I, I need you to really I need you to give me a good listening to. I'll help you tonight. Almost never do you ever really know the why i, I don 't know that i 've ever had an individual come into my office say, "I believe the Lord wants us to go over here and, and usually the statement goes like it, "But we love the church we 've got no problem with anybody at the church, and everything 's wonderful, then why are you leaving i 'm not stupid. That's right. No, I'm not. Amen. (laughs) Praise God, I got one on my side. And, and so you never, you never know. I've been unnerved for the last few years of, of why folks sometimes leave wanting to become an enemy. That, that, that's, that's challenging. And, um, the Lord's helped me to understand some of that, I think. It is in my heart that if those choose to leave that we remain friends. It is my heart's cry, my great desire, no misses tonight. The greatest desire I have for you tonight, for you in this place, and every member of this church, that you be in the perfect will of God. That is my greatest desire. And my prayer is that there it is in their desire that they choose to be somewhere else. I hope the the very best for them. But I thought it interesting. I have fought the battle of maybe it's the preacher. But then I read here, The preacher's Jesus. Wow. It's Jesus Christ doing the preaching here. The preacher here was perfect. And they still left. Wow. So I began to just really ponder this and pray about it and seek the face of God. I will tell you this much, and this is for many of you that seem to be so why preacher. I gotta know why. I just gotta why why? I gotta know why. I, I I I need to answer that for you. Listen, I don't know why people leave. And if you ask me ten times, I'm gonna tell you ten times. I will tell you this much. You would do better that if you didn't talk about it, but that you talked to a holy Lamb of God about it. You would be better if you prayed about it versus trying to find the why. Because the reality is, you'll never get the real why of most things. I'm amazed at that. I'm amazed at that. So, why, 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 how do you, will ye also go away? So I got to pondering that question, so I answered it. And I answered it for myself. Now, this message may not pertain to you whatsoever, but just maybe you're there asking that same question. So here's how I answered the question myself. Number one, to move and miss the will of God is the is life's greatest folly. The word folly means lack of good sense, it means foolish. To move and miss the will of God is life's greatest folly. Boy, I got to thinking about number one. It is folly personally. I love Peter's answer. Will ye also go away? Time out. Time out. Why didn't Jesus go running them down? Don't He care? I think Jesus cared tremendously. He didn't go chase them down. He looked at that 12. He said, will ye also go away? And I love Peter's answer. Peter's answer was, to whom shall we go? Where are we going to go? Boy, I got to thinking about that There's no one else like Jesus to me. Without Him, I'm a lost sinner. Without Him, I'm a filthy sinner. Without Him, I'm a condemned sinner. Without Him, I don't have no one to claim. Uh, With Nobody else would claim me, cleanse me, and comfort me the way He does. It would be a folly personally. Peter said, "Thou hast the words of eternal life. I, I'll be honest. To turn from Christ would be to turn to some old dead religions of our day, and trust me, a whole lot of folks are. I've never seen the light, I've never seen a day when there is so many good, solid, fundamental Christians that have turned to this to this uh, contemporary." Uh, liberal uh, mess and, and boy I, I got puzzled about that I talk to preachers all the time and, and they tell me yes our greatest battle now is this church down the road where you go come as you are and leave as you were there's no conviction there's no accountability that they, and there's no God in it amen it's dead as a hammer and all it does is feeds the flesh so it is, it is partially folly for me, praise God, to go away. You know why? Because He's light for my darkness. Amen. He's hope for my despair. He's heaven for my hell. He's joy for my sadness. And I'm telling you tonight, partially be folly for me to move and miss the will of God. Be folly. Number two, it will be folly practically. After all, when I'm weak, He's strong. Amen. When I'm sorrowful, He comforts me. In my darkness, He's my light. When I don't know where to go, I can always go to Him. Whenever I don't know which way to turn, hallelujah, He's the one to turn to. It would be folly practically for me to leave him. The Bible says in John 15, 4, Abide in me, and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I love this. He said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him the same way for the much fruit. For without me ye can do Nothing you know what the safest place you'll ever be in your life? And I want you to know, if you're the only one, and you've got to do it all by yourself, but the safest place is in the dead center of the will of God. There's no safer place. I was, I was thinking of this the other day, and uh, Jimmy mows on the side of the road up there, He's got his brand-new John Deere, and he just goes bouncing up the road in his orange uniform. And I went by the other day, and I was thinking, boy, that's dangerous. I mean, there's some crazy drivers in Drogias. I, I, I know I drive there. And uh, I say, man, he's awful close to that road. And I, I just like uh, Brian used to mow grass on the Interstate, man, And uh, I I thought many times, and I asked him one time, I said, what happens when you hear somebody run off the road? He said, I I love this. He said, i got my earphones on. He said, I'm listening. I I believe it's gospel music. It better be gospel music. And uh, he's listening to his music because he said, if they run off the road, I don't want to hear it. And, And I got to thinking about that, and I said, man... Boy, I tell you, I, and here's what I said. I said, boy, that old boy better stay in the will of God. Most dangerous place you can be is out of the will of God. Sir, sir, most dangerous place you can lead your family is out of the will of God. And I don't care who's running the house. You better be sure because God's going to hold you accountable whether you are doing it or not. So it's folly personally, it's folly practically, it's folly prospectively. What I mean? The only way I can think about my future is praise God, is with Him. He's in charge. You know what He's done? He's had all my yesterdays. And I look back and I say, wow, He sure has done good. I look at my today. Me and Darlene driving across the road. And I hope this prophecy don't come to pass. But I told her, I said, if we went home tonight and the house is laying on the ground and the car blows up before I get there, I said, we have no right, we have no reason but not to hold our hands up and praise God for just being good to us. He's been good to us in our life. If everything collapsed tomorrow, He would be good to us. By the way, I didn't know if you noticed this, He's being good to our church. Amen. He's being good to our church. But the question still lingers and still almost demands an answer. Why do some go away? And um, I'm sure as a pastor, if I think about it, I'm sure you think about it. And... uh, so let me give you a few things, but then I'm going to give you the three things that God let me see in this passage at the end. This, is, this won't be real lengthy. Some go away because of worry. You say worry, yes. Some worry about what others think. John 12, 42, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also, many believed on him. But now listen, many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. That's they should be put out of the synagogue. This is what the Bible says. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. If you're at 30,000 feet in the sky and I offered you a parachute, would you jump? Again, that's another question. Brother, they need to nap today, I tell you. If you were in a parachute, 30,000 feet in the sky, and I offered you a parachute, would you jump? No. Well, suppose, listen, well, suppose you're 30,000 feet in the air, and a plane is on fire, and I offered you a parachute, would you jump? Yes. So it depends on the motivation, don't it? Yes. <laughs> See, there's some so concerned about what others think that they move. I need, I need to make a statement here. We got a whole church full of little old youngins here, families and youngins here. Need to help you here tonight, if you'll just just let me be preacher. I stand amazed at how the church is good. They love the church. They love all that we do here till the youngest become teenagers. Then all of a sudden the teenagers, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. And uproot the whole family because of a teenager wanting to go somewhere else. And I help you to understand. Bless God, if you want to raise your own family around the Word of God and the house of God, when you get teenagers, you ought not let them run the house. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you. I, I, I tell you, I'm old fashioned. I'm old fashioned. I, I just tell you, I, I told, uh, I told somebody last week, I, I was born in the wrong century. I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm I 17 years old, and. Um, My daddy didn't give me an option. He didn't say... He said, boy, Sunday morning, you better be in church. He said, you hear me? I tell you what he done. He smelled something. A boy spilled a beer in my car. He come took my keys, made me park the car. And he said, now, if you don't like that, we can go out back and we can settle it like men. I ain't going back there with him. I'm stupid. And I, I tell you what. You know what he's just saying? He's just saying, son... As long as I pay the bills, as long as I make the house payment, as long as I put food on the table, and as long as you live here, you'll live under my rules. My God, where's the men today with a backbone to lead a family? The things of God. Where's that at? Don't miss this. It ain't the wise place to do that. It's a man's place to do that. That's good, preacher. Amen, preacher. That's good. Here was some because of what Others would say, some worry about the unknown. Some go away because of worry. Some go away because of the world. Luke 18, 23. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they have riches enter into the kingdom of God. First John 2.17 And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God bideth forever. At Mark 8.36 For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? A man led a family to the Lord with the exception of one teenage girl. After seeing her refusal, he looked at her and said, You have a boyfriend, don't you? And you think if you trust Jesus Christ, your life would change and you might lose your boyfriend. She answered, Yes. Then the man said, Would you please introduce me to the guy who is worth going to hell for? Wow. Wow. 1 John 2, 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If he may love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So some leave because of the world. Some leave because of the way. We don't go to hell because we go the devil's way. A man goes to hell because he goes his own way. Isaiah 53, 6, All we are like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Boy, I love this verse, Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Wow. Every day of my life, I pray Psalms 25 every day. Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And O my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on Thee uh, be ashamed. But let them be ashamed which transgress without a cause. show me Thy ways, O Lord. And every day I say, God, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. That way leads to death. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me into thy truth and teach me. Without the God of my salvation, on thee do I wait all the day. Here tonight, there's some lead because of the way. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I love the way. I love His way. Number four, some go away because of the wonder. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? To some the gospel is beyond comprehension. It cannot be logically explained. I tell you tonight, you cannot logically explain this. Now, those of you who practice it know it to be true. You cannot go to any accountant, you cannot go to any accountant whatsoever, and explain to them why you can take ten dollars, give one dollar to Jesus that belongs to him, and do more with the nine dollars than you could do with the ten dollars. I'm going to tell you, there's not an accountant. He'd say, where did you learn to count? What school did you go to? Because it is an impossibility to logically understand that. We started Faith Promise a couple years ago. and I, I'll be honest, I, I had to be sold on this, my dear friend, Brother Finley. I, I, I just couldn't buy, I just couldn't grasp that. Finally, he got to aggravated with me. He said, Preacher, try it. Just do it. And I've been amazed. I've been amazed at how that God, when we begin to pray and ask God, Lord, what would you have me to do? And God put a figure on our hearts and we obeyed Him in that. I've been absolutely amazed at what He has done. You cannot logically make sense of Him. Some people go away because of the wonder that they, they just cannot comprehend that. I I'll never forget we visited a, a young man and Watts will remember this. And I need to call him Brother Watts, Amen. And uh, so you pray for me. I am gonna call him Brother Watts. And uh, but me and Brother Watts went and seen this uh, this fella and invited him to church, and and he had went away. Here's what he said. Well, that's God you want us to tithe down there, and at least now I ain't feeding my family. Couldn't even feed my family tithing. Is that not what he said? And I just stopped and looked around, and God is my witness, there's three four-wheelers lined up out there in the front yard. You know why he went away? Because he could not grasp the wonder of God's great hand. And, my, it's amazing when you start thinking about the wonder. Some go away because of the weight. In Acts 27, 28, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost. But he went away, almost persuaded now to believe. Almost persuaded Christ to receive. Seems now some souls to say, Go, Spirit, go thy way. Some more convenient day on thee I'll call. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring. Some go away. I believe right on the verge of God doing something miraculous in their life. Had they stayed just a little, had they just stayed in steadfast a little bit longer, they totally missed it. Uh, Perhaps some some go away because of want. No matter what the excuse is, the bottom line is they simply don't get saved. They don't want to. And some won't serve God because they don't want to. And uh, let me say this. I can't give you the want to. If God don't give you the want to, no one else will. The Bible says, and you will not come to me that you might have life. It's not that life's not uh, uh, available. The will is where the Bible's fault. I-, I said this morning, and I hope you got this this morning. Maybe a few of you did. When our will, when our will conflicts God's will. And your will wins out every time. You're a Joab. You're not a David. And the great dividing fact is, whose will's going to rule your life? Whose will's going to run the show? I, I've, I've told you this many a time. I, I'm not a talented... Boy, I, I've known some five talented men. Amen. I've known some five... I've known some two talented men. I'm not even sure I've got the one talent. But i tell you this much. When my will conflicted his will, I quickly surrendered mine. And I've watched God do some things that's been amazing. So tonight, let me give you three things in this story here. And I'm just going to give them to you. I'm not going to expound on any of them. Because in this story, John chapter 6, the Bible tells us why they go away. And by the way, if this finds the wrong place in your heart, Jesus will look to you and say, Will ye also go away? And there's nothing but the grace of God that keeps us all from falling in that same place. Give you three reasons. Number one, mark it down. Motives in John six twenty six. Jesus answered them and said, "Verily, verily, I, I say unto you." Now Jesus is doing the talking. This is not my opinion, not the preacher's opinion, not your thought or mine. Jesus is speaking here. Now listen what he said. You seek me not because you saw the miracles. But because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Here's why that some, and one well, this is a big one, their motives is wrong. Their motives is wrong. I, 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 the church ought to help people. They ought to pay my bills when they get done, when I can't pay them. Boy, the church ought to do this, and the church got a whole different motive. The motives is wrong. Here was a crowd. Jesus said, you're not following me because you've seen my miracles. He said, you follow me because I fed you a fish plate with hush puppies the other day. That's why he said. He said, that's why you followed me. Your motives. Number two, the message. John chapter 6, he's talking about the bread of life. And they start talking about this bread because, see, they're interested in a fish plate. They're talking about bread, food, the fleshly needs. That's what they're talking about. And listen to what he says. He says, unless you take me and eat me and drink my blood and eat me. And someone said, "Ooh, he wants to be cannibals. No, no, here was the message. Here's the message. Jesus said... I don't want you just to get what's in my hand. He said, I want you to have me. He said, I want you to have me. I want to be ruled of your home, sir. Hey, sir. Hey, sir. I want to rule your heart and your home and your life. Hey, hey. Church. I want to be the head of the church. I want you to make me everything. And the Bible says, they said, wow, that's a hard saying. It's not hard that they didn't understand. It was hard for them to accept. That, that means God's will is going to come first. That means God's purpose is going to be first. And they said, Wow, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. And they said, man, that's a tough saying. I, I mean, you want me to make Him Lord of our home? You, you want me, me to make Him Lord of our heart? Man, that's, that's a hard saying. That that means that means my hobby, my sports hobby, my my money, that means my job, that means my children can't be God no more in my life. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, Man, that's hard saying. Wow, Jesus, that's man, that's, that's a tough one. I, I just don't I just don't think we can do that, Jesus. And the Bible says that from that time on when he walked away. Third reason. And this is what the Lord let me say. Not only the motives and the message, but the man. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are light. And there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray Him. And He said, Therefore said I unto you that no man... Can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. The man is simply this. He said, I know everything about you. And some walk away because they don't want Jesus knowing everything about them. You know what? I hope you believe this because we certainly try. With the help of God, we try to preach the Word of God. You know why some leave? They just don't want the truth of the Word of God because it hits right where they live. I, I was kind of when was, I was just preaching away and I honestly, I honestly I had a fellow leaving. I honestly thought the man was honest with God. Man, I'd get right in front of him just preach on tithe and just just right in his face. I honestly thought the man tithe. I mean he just blowed up and left. I come to find out and then I understood. He I was, he I was whining him out every Sunday. You know why? Because the truth of the word of God. How I just we, we lay aside the halo here for just a little bit. How many how many times have you have you sinned? And more God, just get all over you. Whew, just takes you joy. And you come to church. And you thought nobody knew. Nobody seen. Nobody had no idea. And, some, and all of a sudden, the preacher gets up and says, Turn to such and such preaching. And begins to preach about your sin. Many go away because of the man, Jesus Christ. Here's the solution. Will ye also go away? Here's my answer to the Lord. Lord, to whom shall we go? Lord, where am I going to go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. We believe and are sure. Well, I believe. And I am sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I love this. I love that. And tonight I'm sure that He's the Christ and the Son of the living God. So, it breaks my heart when anybody goes. I wish that it didn't. But how am I going to answer that? What's wrong with the church? Next time you want to answer that, would you read this passage and ask Jesus, what's wrong with him? I ain't lost the whole multitude yet. Service ain't over though. Sometimes I think I'm going to. Sometimes I've come and praise it. My God, we haven't got to be on charge of everybody leaving. As if he didn't know. But then, if you're going to be just, I stop and thank God for sending me families like Scott and Gina, Miss Gail. I had to thinking about Andrew and Jessica and her family. I said, wow, hallelujah. And it's amazing. We don't talk about them. When's the question? Preacher, when? While we praise God for those He sends, we always want to talk about those who go. I'm just, we're just so blessed with a whole bunch of families in our church. That's just a couple. I'm thrilled with what God's doing Here's my answer to that. Will you go also away? The Lord said. And here's my answer. God, has just got no words else to go. Thou hast the words of eternal life. And there's three things I'm certain of tonight. I'm certain, number one, that Jesus saved me by His marvelous grace. Hallelujah. I know beyond a doubt that He called me to preach. 1991 and I know beyond a doubt he placed me in this church. And so tonight I just wanted to share my heart with you and um, maybe ask you the question. No, let the Lord ask you the question. Will ye also go away? And how would you answer that tonight? That's how stander faith